I'm TJ Walsh, and you're listening to the Bold Creatives Collective podcast. Take a front row seat to hear conversations with successful musicians, producers, actors, visual artists, designers, directors, marketers, and more, and learn about their perspectives and approach to leadership, creativity, innovation, and growth. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited this afternoon where I am right now recording this to have this conversation with Matthew Paul Turner. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. I've been kind of following Matthew, you know, over the past couple of years. I think I ran into one of your books, Matthew, uh, for my kid, um, and it really resonated with me, um, who I am as a person and a parent and where I've come from uh, to like deliver that book and that story to my child but um once we get going i'm sure we'll talk more about why that why that is but before that i would love it if you could just say hi and give us a little bit of an idea of who you are well first of all thank you so much for having me um yeah my name is matthew paul turner and i am a children's book writer um i'm also i do some social media uh influencing uh, at times and um, I have been a writer for a really a good while. I also do some photography. Um, I have uh, traveled uh, extensively, at least before COVID, um, to a whole bunch of places all over the world. And so, uh, yeah, I get to write stories and tell stories through pictures and words. So that's awesome. I, I, I mean, it's a really, I mean, it really is awesome. And I, I, you have a unique kind of inroad to uh, helping kids really develop into their their true self, come in contact with their full identity. Um, and that's not really an opportunity that many people, many people really have, especially if they're like not parenting the child, right? You know, to yeah. be able to yeah, influence yeah, yeah. a kid in a positive way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, it would be helpful. I know your story. It would be helpful um, if you can maybe clue everybody in to what, <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about in terms of being able to help kids realize their identity and yeah, who absolutely. they are through your yeah. storytelling. Um, three years ago, I came out uh, as gay, and I this was this was a thing that I, I did way far later than what most people, um, you know, usually tell that part of their story. Yeah. And, um, I was, I was married. Um, my wife and I had, have three children. Um, she's my ex-wife now and still very good friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we started to navigate the, the journey of uncoupling and co-parenting and uh, doing that also in the process of me like coming to terms you know tr truly like embracing my identity yeah. um and uh, dealing with the aftermath of that because we you know uh jessica and i were uh, you know we were raised in religious uh, upbringings and all of our, our at least my family is very religious and still mm -hmm. very much in that um same uh type of religion that we that i grew up in yeah and so it's been a process of loss and vulnerability and um acceptance and affirmation like you know it's it's a it's a layered journey 
Yeah. Um, I, I remember like a one month after coming out publicly, <laughs> I started, I started uh, seeing a new therapist and I remember him saying to me, um, Matthew, you do realize that you haven't even started to accept yourself. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know, and so I think that it's, um, you don't realize the internalized homophobia that you, that people carry. Um, and I think that uh, the layers of, uh, of self homophobia that I had to process and un uh, let go and deal with, it was um, pretty steep. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm sure. And as a creative person, as someone who has been writing for a living in different capacities, for probably your entire career in some way, right? Yeah. Um, not being in contact with your true identity must have been really difficult for you to be able to authentically communicate what what was within yeah. you, right? Like you're masking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, right? Well, uh, Full disclosure, I all of the majority of my writing has been in the faith publishing world. Um, yep. And so that was definitely a part of um, a part of the story that I didn't know how it was how it was going to play out after I came out publicly. I mean, I yes. certainly knew my publisher was behind me. I knew my publisher is Penguin Random House and they're very affirming. And um, and I knew they were behind me, but I didn't know. I mean, I, I was there was so much fear involved because like you have certainly um, when you aren't, it was years ago while I was writing my very first children's book that came out with a, I, I self published a, a children's book That's at true. one point, but I uh, released the, the very one, first one that I released with penguin random house. It was called when God made you. Yep. And there was a process, there was a po point in that uh, writing process where, I mean, I was still very much in the closet, you know, like two people like were included in the, the group of people that knew my story. Right. Um, and I remember trying to write words that were almost like a wink, wink to people, like, because mm. I did, I knew that I wasn't I, like, at that point, I had no I had no idea that I would ever come out. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't, didn't even feel like it was a possibility, but right. I wanted to use my influence, if you will, um, at that point to that if, that if I couldn't come out, what, what could I do to make the path clearer for other, for kids who were wow. growing up in church? And, wow. Yeah. Um, and I remember writing the words, there, there's a part in that story where, uh, where it says, so be you, fully you, a show-stopping yeah. review, live your life in full color, every tint, every hue, discover wow. it. And so like, I, but I, I remember like in that, in that moment where I'm writing those words, I'm like crying because I'm thinking this may not ever apply to me, but man, if it can open up a door for somebody else, if it can open up a path or if somebody, um, some, uh, you know, the gay kids in church, if they could just um, know that they are loved, know that they are created um, as they are. And uh, because that's a that was a truth that at, at that point I I wanted to believe, but I had no I, like I believed for everybody else. I just didn't believe it for myself. Right. At that time right. Of life. 
that that was that that was possible that that could be that could be true for you as well isn't it so interesting how we can see the possibilities for other other people whatever those possibilities are whether it's this kind of stuff or other kinds of things we can see it so clearly for other people but we really have trouble seeing yeah. it and accepting it for ourselves yeah and it you know it's it's that self acceptance but it's also the idea that you know telling telling this part of my story was going to hurt a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. that i really really cared about that i really yeah. loved um and having to walk through that pain um was something that i was uh was uncomfortable with and it took time and 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 and, and a whole lot of therapy to get to the place where i could do what it, you know that Jessica and I both knew that we needed to do what we needed to do. So right, right, and it it takes it takes a different kind of faith than the type of faith that you and I grew up around, right? To be yeah. able to like actually say, okay, this is this is what I need to do. I know it's going to really be painful for not only myself in a lot of ways, but my well, family and others. But absolutely. I'm going to go. Th- I'm going to walk through this, and I'm going to trust that. Not only will we come out of it okay on the other side, but I will be able to be a better dad, be a better <laughs> artist, be a better everything when I'm taking that off. Absolutely. And 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 the idea that I the idea that my kids get to see me fully and celebrate me fully is it is a powerful element to um I, I didn't even know that element was missing in my life, honestly. Like I didn't fully grasp to what degree that was going to be a a, a just powerful thing that mm. I would get to experience, that my kids being able to fully see me and mm-hmm. know me um, mm-hmm. and not just a, a glimpse of me or a part of me. So yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. Because you were doing your dear, you're doing your best at the time with kind of what you would be able to like put out there in the world or even what you had access to of yourself, right? right. You're putting that out there, but that wasn't the full expression of. Sure. Yourself. Yeah. And I think that when you, when I started writing for children, I mean, I think, I think the part, I think that when I was writing for uh, writing, uh, you know, memoirs or stories about, uh, you know, about my adult life, I think that, um, I think that's probably where the biggest, edits were made like in the sense of like what i didn't tell like there was a lot of parts many parts of my story that i just didn't share or whatever um when i started writing for children there was a you know you are you free yourself up to there's a freedom in it because there's an you can you, you can put into words really big ideas with um with lots of color and lots of uh, really awesome descriptions. And you can describe something that spans outside of what is normal, especially in our, in our, in the world that we grew up in. Um, And so that was a, and I just, you know, and I, I, I kind of just like, I would, I, I put in like secret messages all the time, you know, like kind of (laughs) like undercover Um, because I just, I wanted, I wanted people to be able to read these stories to their kids and for their kids to know that that they are 
created and and affirmed and they have power and belonging and right you know and so they're and they're unique and and good and i think that those the, the, you know as weird as it so it's, might sound to certain people listening to this that they, those were not ideas that i was raised on like the like the idea that i was good was not something i was ever uh, you know i didn't hear it right right yeah i mean i think uh, if i understand kind of the the part of well for everybody you know listening who doesn't know this part of my story as well like i come from i come from a particular i come from a christian background it was you know what we would probably call pretty fundamental in its fundamentalist in its like positions um came out of certain corners of evangelical christianity that um that uh stated and still state certain things um and we matthew like we started from like zero kind of and had to like build our way up to 100 oh i started at a negative man so <laughs> yeah. it's like, because like i had bar i had a barbie burned in front of me to to, to describe oh how i remember you mentioning that to me when we were talking <laughs> so, initially yeah <laughs> so so that and and that's the kind of it's so i was raised in a kind of um uh, a, a element of fundamentalism that was just so far it was weird i mean it was it was it was caught like yeah. um there was yeah. there was a, there was a school that was involved as well like i had to go to school at mm -hmm. the church and so like mm -hmm. there was it was all it was the whole life the, the whole experience was all the life that i knew um up until i was 19 wow and so um so yeah it was definitely one of those things that just um impacted me in ways that i still in some in some capacity am unpacking so you yeah. know like, uh, because you don't experience that that kind of a situation where for a long period of time and not have to you know have surprises along the way when <laughs> when when uh the the past kind of comes comes back to haunt you yeah, so. totally. Well, I mean, just growing up in a in a situation like that where you're so enmeshed and there's so much trauma that is being, you know, uh, put on you and experienced by you um, to just come out of that in a few years is just like not not a real a realistic idea. It's going to take a yeah. lifetime of kind of chipping away at that at that like cement that was kind of placed over you right and it's amazing because every new every new season in life brought a new um like when when i got married and then when i had children and like all of those big moments it brought a new layer of trauma right for me that i was surprised by in a lot of ways like i i didn't realize i hadn't recovered and what and so and so that also happened when i came out like i didn't know that there would be elements of my like fundamentalist fundamentalist past that I would have to once again process and heal from and right. deal with and, and <laughs> right, right. It's like oh, here it is again. Gotta, <laughs> here it is again. Yet again, we have to go through this. All right, here we go. Right. Yeah. But I think you know, it's not even you know. I'm just thinking about what your stories can do for kids. You know, and it doesn't even have to, it, it's not necessarily required that we continue to look at, look at what it can do for kids through the lens of, 
you know, their sexuality and their gender identity or their religious upbringing. I mean, the world that we live in today, and I will kind of parenthetically say, I have a lot of hope still for some reason that we're able to, we're able to help our kids and kind of cultivate a different kind of experience moving forward in the world. But right now, it's really difficult for kids to exist in any number of environments, right? Whether it's the two that we've been speaking about mm-hmm. or, or others, right? Just yeah. stress and the, and the overwhelm of their own, you know, children of color, safety, people, children of color, children right? with uh, different abilities and children. Like there's so many different challenges and privileges and, you know, um, overwhelming stresses that children are under um, for a variety of reasons, uh, empowering them with words that build them up, that remind them, remind them who they are, um, can be a can be a uh, catalyst for change in their personal story. Um, And I, and I, and you know what? The the truth is that we, we could all, we all kind of need that. I think. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I think that it it was, uh, it was after coming out that, you know, that I started to realize that, you know, most of my books I've been writing for my writing. I always thought that I was writing for my own children. Like I, you know, there, there, there's this thing that you, when you're, when I'm in the process of writing a children's book, I'm, I see my kids. Like, yeah, you know, that's the picture pretty, you have in your but, mind. That's the, yeah. And so it, um, I think though that I was also writing for the child in me. Um, I think that I was writing for that inner kid that needed to hear that message years and years and years ago. Um, yeah. Because like some of the things that I, feel in my books my kids don't feel because they don't have the trauma associated with the story so it's it's really interesting that you're talking to you might have their their faces in your mind but you're really talking to that 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 little boy inside of you that was just really needing to be affirmed that he is okay and that he is good and that he's worth it right and, and I have I can't tell you how many adults have written me and said something similar that, you know, they found my book in Target and they sat there in the aisle and they read it. And for the first time, they 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 saw a different perspective mm-hmm. of their spirituality and how it, how they connected with it. Um, yeah. And that's that's a, I mean, I didn't necessarily I didn't I didn't think that was going to be this. I was writing for kids <laughs> like I really was. And so so when I get letters from adults that that read it to themselves. I mean, it, it is, um, yeah, it's a powerful thing. Yeah. Now I know that you've done, you know, and you mentioned it even briefly here that you used to write for adults, like adult big person literature and stuff like that. And then at some point here in the more recent past, you shifted into kid lit. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what was that, what was that transition like for you? I mean, you were like, I can't say certain things in my adult work, but I can say them here. Right. Is, you know, you know what? what? I think that I had a, I, I had, there was a purpose in it. Um, I think that once you, once you hold your kid and you start to like visualize all the things that you 
were taught how you were taught those things. I wanted my, I, I mean, I, I did not want to introduce spirituality to my kids the same way I was introduced to it. Yeah. And so yeah. I wrote, like I started writing children's book with this concept of what can I give my kids that's different and yeah. unique and powerful and empowering them yeah. as opposed to stripping all stripping away all their like uniqueness and identity and like all the things like that that so so often like when we were sitting in Sunday school those things that's what happened like that's that's the the that's the the, the crux of the message that was you know just, given to you mm -hmm. you strip away yourself um and so I wanted to introduce God to my kids in a different way. And that's what I, how I started it. And uh, that I think so. So I think that there was a, a, a unique purpose. And when it was, when it's for your kids, like there's this like passion behind it, you know, yeah. like, because like you want, you want something different for your kids than what you experienced. Um, and that's a pretty powerful, that's a compelling thing. For sure. For sure. It really is when you can. And it's also like more playful to, to be, you know, as well, like oh. being able to, to, to play and to express, you know, and to bring yourself and them into a new experience of what it means to be human and, you know, hold just through that process of like right. not being so serious with the work too. A absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that what's what I have found is that children's books, children's books can go places that you, book, books written for adults will never go. Um, mm -hmm. Children's books like we all like all of us have this connection with a children's book from our past that we can still pick up yeah. and still like long to experience it and kind of go back into the mode of what we you know, I mean, I, one of my favorite books is Where the Wild Things Are. And I, oh, can yeah, still, I can still read that book. And it's more for me than my kids because my kids don't, you know, they're, <laughs> they're not as connected to it. And I am. And I just like it connects to the that inner child, I guess, that I, you know, as I read it as a kid. But, you know, the power of children's books and the messages, they like where they end up um, is uh, just a it, it blows my mind. Like it really does blow my mind to what degree we feel loved and safe with a children's book that we never feel with other titles. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I've learned that, you know, a good bit over the, yeah. Since we're well, starting writing that. Well, it is amazing when you go, well, I guess we don't very often go to bookstores anymore. At least I don't. But when I would go to a brick and mortar bookstore, it'd be always interesting to see, you know, the parents like actually like yeah. being more enthralled and in the moment with what they were picking up and looking at than the kids were, you know, right. necessarily. Because like I think we also look for children's books to help us talk about things that are uncomfortable or things that are important or things that, you know, hey, oh my gosh, goodness, what can we, how, you know, my kids like um, walking through a season where they don't feel as confident. Like what, what can we do? What books mm -hmm. can we get to, to help us um, give messages of confidence? Uh, yeah. and so, like, there's, there's ways of doing that with uh, children's books that are just, it's pretty powerful. Like I, I think that it's um, some of the best conversations I've had with my kids, especially when they were little and we were doing that, you know, that long, you know, that 
30, 45 minute bedtime uh-huh. routine. <laughs> oh, <it's> torturous. <laughs> it can it can be hard. But like <laughs> but during the, some of those really great conversations that happened, yes, right. started with a book. Like mm-hmm. and it, it like and it was just a it, it provided a way for me to talk about the challenges that other people face. It, just, it allowed me to talk about empathy and it allowed me to talk about purpose and things that, you know, that, you know, that within the context of a book um, is, is a pretty cool thing and easy thing to talk about. They certainly don't want to hear their dad give a sermon about, you know, <laughs> a, long, a long talk about right. all the things that they need to learn. <laughs> but if they learned, learn that within the context of a story is um, really a, beautiful thing yeah and then also again just uh, you know mention the adults again right how we can learn really difficult things that we need to revisit through the simplicity and yeah. the and the playfulness um and the, yeah his book. and the pictures and the work yeah. like, it's, it's like there's just a lot to it and amazing so, um, it's so yeah. it's such a powerful medium to share to share messages and sometimes um, it rhymes like and sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes it rhymes, uh-huh. which can really yeah. help solidify the point and like get it, get Absolutely. it in there. And it helps I, parents read the stories over and over and over and over and again. over again. <laughs> exactly. So. Because that's what we do is I'm still in, you're farther ahead than I am with the kids situation. I yeah. have, I have a five-year-old and a almost two-year-old. So I'm still in like, Oh, you're right. The, in it. I'm right. I'm right in it. And, um, <laughs> You know, but it's so exciting to see Liam, my little, the two-year-old, because um, the five-year-old thinks he's 25 already and doesn't really, sure. you know, care anymore. Yeah. Um, although he gets a little jealous. And anyway, we see Liam bring, now starting to bring books and wanting to read and engage and learn and point to things. It's just so fun to be able to like get down on that level um, and yeah, it brings me a lot of joy. I wish they would go to bed a little sooner and like faster, but yeah, but I mean, I, that, and, and, and every single parent understands that like there is, you know, it no matter like bedtime is such a thing. Yeah. When you can bring a book to that process and it's sort of, cause I think in some ways, certain books become calming calming devices for all of us because it's because bedtime is already a stressful experience for so many Mm -hmm. because kids don't want to go to bed and parents Mm -hmm. are really needing them to go to bed like all the things (laughs) all the emotions all of the rest all the ingredients for that recipe disaster (laughs) are present right and so it it it, when you bring a, a calming book into the the experience it can kind of calm everybody down get everyone quiet bring us all into that space where we're ready for rest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am wondering, you know, like you said, like your, your publisher right now is, and has been, you know, really supportive of you in, in regards to the shifts that you've made and the things that you've, you've done to live your life the way it makes sense and is important for you to live it. Mm -hmm. But you're also, you've also been in, in the realm of, you know, contemporary Christian publishing and oh. that whole scene even uh, before, because you were in, in CCM too, right? Con- contemporary yeah, well, Christian I, music. I worked at the magazine. Like I, I was the editor for CCM right. magazine. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely, I, 
I have a long history of being inside the faith publishing yeah, you're, bubble. And you're known within that community and they sure. know for certain things. And they didn't have probably any idea that you were working so hard to mask this stuff and to just get by. You know, what was it like for you to make make such a a shift in your work or to start talking about themes that maybe, you know, when read between the lines for some of mm-hmm. these folks are like, man, he has like left the building. Yeah. You know, and what are we going to do when they look him? back? Yeah, <laughs> I think, exactly. You know, um, I, uh, you know, I am grateful that I still get to do what I do. Number one, that is a, it, there is a, an element of gratitude in all of this. Like they, because I have experienced the privileges that were, were fought for and were provided by people who have come out 30, 40, 20 years ago. Like, I mean, yeah. all like their experiences have like given me a, giving me my experience. Yeah. So like there have been really brave people on this road ahead of you that like, like I um, still can't imagine what it would have been like to have come out in the nineties. Like I just don't under, like it's, it's hard for me to even process. I, especially within the context of my story. Like I just, um, I can't go back. It's hard for me to go back and see, okay, I could have, maybe I could have come out at that point in my life or maybe like, I can't do that. Um, so there, but so there is this sense of gratitude that, uh, people who have walked this path before me, they have broken down a whole bunch of, of doors. Uh, but there are still elements of diminishment that happen within mm-hmm. this, within this world. Um, and you know, it's, uh, you, you fight what you, what you feel energized to fight. Right. And you let go of what you don't need to carry. Yeah. Um, there are certain uh, there are certain parts of like unacceptance that I have to deal with because they are they come from people and that raised me and people who were in my home, um, and mm-hmm. so that is that's the unacceptance that I have to process because it it's a part of my story. It affects me. It yeah. affects my kids directly. Um, yeah, directly. Right. So uh, when it when it comes from like this like a stranger on the internet or when it comes from like somebody who is a person of influence and they just have a different perspective. I know I like, I, I lived that experience. And so like, I know the challenges that they bring into mm-hmm. talking about someone like me. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'd, I, I like, I feel, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the people, the kids that they influence. I feel bad for like the, the circle of, um, of just uh, hatred and unacceptance that they have kind of created, not necessarily with this, like they, they don't, sometimes people do it with like hatefulness in their heart, but like yeah. for the most part, it's just how they were raised and it's what their story and they're doing what they can with what they have been yeah. given. And yeah. so, I have a lot of grace for those people. Certainly sometimes that grace falls short because man, it's the, the people can be really rude and nasty and unkind. Um, yeah. But it's, um, you, you just, 
I deal with what I have to and can, and I just let go of the rest because like it, I mean, especially initially, like for the first year and a half and every time I have a new book come out, like there is this onslaught of like, um, you know, just people nasty grams. You get a lot right. of nasty grams, right? I, re- I remember when Amy Grant, um, Amy, Amy Grant's been a huge supporter <laughs> of my children's books. And uh, when she mentioned my last book, she had a comment or post on her uh, Facebook that really wanted everybody to know that my story and like, you know, why aren't you telling the truth, Amy, about this guy? And I just reached out to this person via DM. And I yeah. just said, I said, hey, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm a dad of three kids. I'm just trying to write a book and release a book and do the best I can. Like, it, like there was right. this, like, let's bring it down to just this human level. And we were able to, like, have this dialogue. It wasn't, like, this aha moment for her. But it was a... She, she calmed herself down. Like, they, the, 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 she was able to kind of just, like, bring it all bring yeah. it down and see my perspective. Yeah. And actually wish me wish me the best. Like I just think <laughs> Wow. But no, we don't always have that surely you know, right. have those kinds of situations. But I could think that um when I'm able to humanize being a gay man, like I I wanna do that. Because mm-hmm. like I know that if my mom and dad had had that experience with where they had a friend that was gay or if they'd had people in their life that they knew were, they knew openly gay. And so I, I know, I know that would have changed. I I believe that could have changed how they receive me or how they look at me. Um, And I just think that if I, if whenever we can, I like, that's not my responsibility. I don't have to do that, but like, it's just something that I, I, I can do. Um, when it's when it feels right yeah because i think yeah. that um i don't know i think that i'm a my my <laughs> i keep going back to i'm not a I, i'm not a mean person if you get to know me you're probably going to like me regardless of whether you think what what you think i'm of me being gay like that's a pretty nice guy yeah and um <laughs> and so like i think that you know them getting to know me a little bit will at least help the story yeah. Well, I think that is that that is true in so much of our discourse today in our society, in our culture. Right. We don't yeah. we don't listen to one another, uh, we, but we stay on our we stay on our sides. And I think there are definitely things where, you know, we have to, like, call it out and say, oh, no, this 100%. is not this is not allowed. Right. But then once we do that you know, can we try and find out like what is going on for that person that gives them that, that view. Right. And we can learn that just like you want to, you want them to see you on a human level first, right. Mm -hmm. They are also humans and, you know, there's more to the story than just that bigoted or phobic thing that they blast out there. Absolutely. Right. And and I think that re- when people really believe something, it's it takes years, years and years and and numerous experiences to actually break or yeah chip away at whatever it is that they truly believe. 
Mm-hmm. I know, I know how it has, uh, how that has impacted my story, how long it took me to get to a place where I could accept myself because of all the things that I believed and I had to chip away at them. So when you, and I was actively doing it and it took right. years, right. um, there are a lot of people who are not actively doing it. They don't like they're, they are protecting the, the sculpture of their mm-hmm. belief. And yeah. so when you're dealing with that kind of person, like it is, you know, yes, you need to call out what, what needs to be called out. Absolutely. And there are certain things that you cannot, you can, you, you're not going to, you're not going to come, I'm not going to come to terms, um, you know, come to a, like a understanding about right. somebody's racism or somebody's like, you know, bigotry, but I can look for ways to, connect with their story yes, and right. maybe be one of the people who helps them find a place to chip away at. Right. Even make just like a little bit of difference in person, <laughs> Absolutely. Right? plant some kind of seed. And then, you know, somebody else's responsibility to like figure the rest out, cultivate. Because that. nothing, ex- <laughs> nothing empowers us and changes us more than engaging somebody else's story. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that in travel, I think traveling, getting out of your own little You're, world yeah. is, and, and, and I know that's a privilege that uh, not sure, everyone it can afford, but it's, it's one of those things that's, those are the two things, meeting people and engage, engaging their stories and traveling. Yeah. Once again, meeting people in other places hey, um, yeah. that has changed me. And so. Yeah. But not everyone has those experiences. And so like, and, and we, so often because of like the, like even you and I growing up in the environment that we grew up in, we were all about creating a very safe, very homogenous, very like, it, you know, we all agreed with each other. Yeah. Um, and so there's the, no conflict, right? There's no texture. No, right. There's no like sparks that come along. No one's sharpening anybody. Or right. changing anybody right. because we already all we all agree and we that those are the friendships those are the real the stories we're telling each other blah 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 right um and so like uh and I when it does that, happen when it does kind of flint and spark we get rid of those people really quickly oh, right? yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't stay around <laughs> there is a fly in the ointment we gotta like move it right <laughs> if you if you come in with just a slightly different thing uh, right. you you are not gonna fit in you're not right. gonna last long so Right, exactly. But see, this is the power of your work, though, as a children's author to, you know, use this stuff to, like, fuel the stories that you are going to tell through your, like, um, your messaging to kids that they're enough, that they are, they are who they are for a reason, they have a right to be. Right. All of these things that then can maybe trickle back down to, you know, somebody else who needs to hear that that isn't necessarily a kid. Right. Absolutely. And I think that, again, the first book that I wrote after my public, you know, publicly coming out. Right. It was called I Am God's Dream. And it was like it's the only book I've written that is first person. And so it became like Mm. it was as I was writing it, I felt these words like, I mean, even though there were certain instances where they're describing very it's describing very childlike things. I still felt it as a personal statement. Um, And, you know, and I you 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 would not uh, reading those words like on the surface. 
you don't like if you don't know who I am, you're not going to connect the dots that right. online this is an LGBTQ plus, you know, book. But it's it's a book about whoever you are, accepting whoever you are and yeah. um, and being God's dream in that whole thing, no matter who you are. Um, and and it's about empowerment and it's about like um living your story out loud and doing things that you know believing in yourself and going out and doing it um and so like it's a it's it's a it's a mantra like for for me mm -hmm. um and i you know the i wrote it for, for it to be a mantra for other kids yeah that's awesome so. that is awesome and you know we need more of this stuff in the world we need you know other artists to like not hold back in regards to like keeping those parts of themselves quiet when their story, their authenticity, their, their um, humanness can, can impact, can impact the world, can impact kids, can impact anyone in such a right. way. Right. I representing yourself in a in a world matters like yeah. right, like showing up and being your complete self. I didn't I don't think I would have I don't I did not fully grasp that until after, you know, until, uh, until these last couple of years. The yeah. the people who have come out of the woodwork that have just sort of like shown up in my story and said, you know, I was able to come out to my mom and dad because I somehow found your story and it, you have no idea how it affected me to know that somebody that was, you know, that came from a similar background that you, that I could do it. Um, and it, and, and, and it's, and it's never easy. Like it's never easy, but right. like being, uh, you know, uh, showing up and me doing what I do. Like, I hope that someone else can, it can become a little bit easier because of, something I've broken down in the, on the path. Exactly. Wow. So Matthew, thank you so much for taking this time. It's been such a great conversation. I really appreciate everything you have to offer. And I know that um, your words here and also everybody needs to go check out those books. If they haven't already will really make a difference in, in the lives of so many people listening to this um, before we go, can you, tell everybody where they can, where they can find your work and sure. all of that. Um, I'm at MatthewPaulTurner.com, uh, Instagram, Matthew Paul Turner, uh, and, uh, Facebook, Matthew Paul Turner. And most of it's all Matthew Paul. Turner, awesome. We so. just use our names. It's so much yes. easier. Right? It's so much easier. We, we used to all have <laughs> handles, right? Right. Right. So. Awesome. So yeah, go check out Matthew's work, uh, shoot him a message, a comment. Um, He's really, you really engage people online. So that's, that's awesome. Um, but until next time, everybody, this has been the Bold Creatives Collective podcast. I really appreciate you listening and I will see you next time.